Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Mama! Mom! Mama! Should I always locking the kid out, man? I ain't tripping. Outlaw male gonna jump off the porch of DGB anyway, man. Yeah, where they at? We got Bella, the outfit, Texas, off the porch with us today. Yes, sir. Day one family, man, bro. Man, day one. What up, Big Hayes? Man, what mama coming out with the cereal, <laughs> my boy? Mama! Mama! Let me get them Foster Flakes! No, she's she sleep. cooking up. She's sleep, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, how you feeling, bro? Man, I, I can't complain at all, my boy. I'm blessed. I'm alive. Yeah. I heard in Atlanta, man. Yeah. Trying to find me a Foxy video vixen. Yeah. <laughs> what you got working on while you're here in Atlanta? Man, I'm out here just getting busy. I ain't been out here in a minute. Yeah. It's been too long. It's since 2020. So I ain't been out here since like 17, 16. Yeah. So it was just time to get out here, bro. For sure. We've been back. I've been back and forth to LA last few years a lot, mm-hmm. but you can't not come in Atlanta. It's just unavoidable, bro. Yeah. It's like third home for us. Yeah. So shit, I say fuck it. Yeah. Hop on that flight. You're from the South. You got yeah. to stop buying Atlanta for got sure. Got to. Got yeah. to. Yeah. All right, so let's speed folks up a little bit. Um, like I mentioned, part of the outfit, Texas. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys form up at first? Shit, man, that was a minute ago too. Yeah. Uh, we was um, ah, we all were down there in Houston for school, mm-hmm. and uh, I had been on D. Uh, he was originally the producer. I've been on him since my mama got married. We moved to another part of town in Dallas when I was in high school, eighth ninth grade. Yeah, and uh, so I, that was my bro. And um, but I had never rapped with him. I was just fucking with hoes, fucking around, going to parties, doing school shit, hooping, normal shit. But he was making beats. So uh, we was down there at school, 
Shit, I don't know what made me do it. I think I, I actually I do know. I was trying to stay out of trouble because I was a little too active. Huh. It was like spring semester, bro. I was fucking with this hoe and knocking this down and doing this and doing that. And the shit got every nigga know. Like at times, bro, it'd be too much. Hmm. So I just said, man, let me just start making beats with you, bro, just so I can just, you know what I mean? Focus on something. Yeah. So I started making beats and shit. And that was that was the bug that bit me. Hmm. Once I started making beats, it was over with. And then it only took maybe like a year, cause D moved back to Dallas and then came back to Houston and then I started rapping with him. Uh, I made a song, my first song that ho took off. Hmm. We started getting booked at PV, TSU, all type of shit. Yes, and that's how she wrote. Yeah. Um, Hawk, he had been rapping. He had been rapping since high school as well, but we didn't meet him until school, until Houston. Okay. And it was just like, one of them like, that was my bro at first sight type of, type of thing. Like, yeah. the bro was up there rubbing on the biggest booty I seen on campus. <laughs> Nigga had a do-rag on, grill with the fangs, airbrush shirt. I'm like, bro, where you from? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, off the D. I'm like, where, where you from? So we just hit it off. But we didn't really start rapping together. But when the shit took off and we started really campaigning, bro was one of the first. I sent a mass text out to all my bros. Like, hey, we need help with this shit. We can't do this shit on our own, just me and D. Yeah. Like, we need some niggas to come help us pass our CDs, all of that. Hit the club, you know, all of that. And Hawk was one of the only niggas out of, I must send like that, eight, eight niggas, but he was on the only one to be like, bet, bro, whatever you need, I'm there. Yeah. And he wasn't bullshit, you know, nigga, like two others niggas said that, but they didn't come. Like, to, I must have sent out like a flyer for a club, they didn't come. Hmm. I sent out a, um, it was like an MLK day barbecue, they didn't come, but he showed up to everything. And he started pulling up to the uh, to the apartment, and we just started recording, and this shit just took off from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you guys kind of been doing your solo thing here lately. Yeah. What's the current status of the outfit, Texas? Shit, it's still the outfit. Yeah. Um, D, he kind of fell back, bro. Ended up having kids and shit, hmm. starting a family thing, so he had to kind of focus on his money. Okay. You know, um, so he ducked off. He's doing that, so it went from three to two, hmm. and then now. We've been, you know, I know you and I even talked about like we've been wanting people to understand the dynamic of the individuals of the outfit. Yeah. So people understand this ain't no like group like back in the day, like the Motown groups where you just replace niggas. It ain't that, you know, yeah. this is more like what an outcast is hmm. um, or more like what a, you know, I'm trying to think of another group. You know, it's just we can hold our own individually. Yeah. Like we are individual artists. It's more like a collective. Mm-hmm. So um, this year, last year, I literally lived in the studio, like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ended up getting a badass car wreck in the 2018. That shit fucked my finances up, fucked my life up, mm-hmm. turned my shit upside down. And so uh, low key was damn near homeless. Oh, so instead of just being on the street with it, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just live in the studio. Mm-hmm. Literally, you feel me? I'm in that bitch, I'm talking about not eating four days straight. Hmm. Not showering four days straight, just record, and it just morphed the nigga into a beast. Yeah, and so I got a vault of shit. You feel me? I got a safer shit, a safer art and pieces, and I got a couple of projects. And at this point, I'm just kind of just have I feel. I'm going into the fridge and I'm serving that shit out. Huh. You feel me? So and Hawk, same with him. Yeah, he was putting up on me. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of following my lead. And, and making some stupid shit. You mm-hmm. feel me? That boy, you know, he a, he a hungry, he a hungry beast. So we taught ourselves the best way for people to truly appreciate what we been doing, but be able to really get a full whiff of it, a full understanding is we're going to have to split this up for a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they can kind of like Ball and G did. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know my big cousins and them, they were big Ball and G fans. So I grew up on that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I remember when I started hearing A Ball. I remember the A Ball solo albums and shit, and hearing A okay. Ball by himself. It gave me a better appreciation for A Ball because I always liked MJG when they was doing that shit together. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just fucked with bro a little more. But when A Ball started putting his shit out, like the triple disc and all that shit, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, man, this nigga A Ball a whole fool, you know? <laughs> and it made Ball and G, it made me understand why my big cousin was big on him like that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's two equal, equally important monsters yeah. together. You get what I'm saying? Just like when, when Cass did the speaker box a little below. So mm-hmm. we just kind of in that wave of it now. We've been doing the group thing for a minute. Yeah. So it's time 
it's time for some me time. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Looks like it's been working well for you guys too. Man, it's been working real well. You know, like I can't lie. It's it's something that was honestly prophesized. You know, long live my my brother Pooh. Yeah. But he told me on the phone, I never forget the last real conversation we had. He told me, he told me, he said, Do you, Mel? You know, like, do you? And he it wasn't no, him, him, he wasn't saying do me, like, don't do the group or no shit. Yeah. But he he already knew, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, bro, the world need to, they need they need to get a win for you, bro. Like, you know? So, and I promised bro I would do that. He even told me, like, call, call my phone once you finish your solo shit, like my project, and we can see what we can do with it. You know, and um, you know, life happens. God know what God is doing. So, you know, that's that. But I kind of took that to heart. Especially how everything unfolded, like I gotta do that. You feel me? I kind of made that promise, so yeah. it's part of that too, you know. But I when something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I don't know, bro. It's like it's crazy how they work because as soon as I started dropping more solo material, a whole different wave and a whole different lane opened up. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We started getting a whole different traction. Like the city, like Dallas always kind of been at least we thought they acted like some acted like, but a lot of them, they weren't acting. They just wasn't hip hmm. to where we were buzzing. You get what I'm saying? Like it's 2020. So everybody on Twitter now, Yeah. everybody, the, the blogs have gone from you having to really read a blog on your phone or some shit to now it's just YouTube, hmm. you know, it's platform. So, you know, everybody more prone to watch that than they are to sit down and read a magazine basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I say that to say we've been popping on the blogs, as you know. Oh yeah. But Dallas being Dallas, like they you know, we blogs. Yeah, bro, we putting up to the trap iron, you know, a couple of grams and shit, trying to, you know, hawk telling niggas like, oh, you know what you got posted on the fader, nigga like, huh? You say you faded. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro, we on the fader today. We made the fader, like, what? Yeah. Man, gone on. You know, they waiting to hear us on K104 on the radio. Yeah. Waiting to see what we're gonna be on the club fly. They don't understand nothing else. But now they do. Yeah. Now this new generation, you know what I'm saying? They they with it. They they watch YouTube all day. They just rolling YouTube. Yeah. They on Twitter, so they know what that means. You know, so we always kind of felt some type of way because it's like, damn, bro, like it seemed like cr the crib don't give a fuck about how we putting on, and we putting on in a way that we know is beyond what a club gonna ever do. Yeah. This is worldwide, you know, so. But now that I, I start dropping the solo material, the, it's like the dots finally connected. Cause the, the crib fucking with it. And you know, the internet, the blogs and everybody still fucking with it, yeah. you know? So now it's like the constellation is finally in the sky. Yeah. So it's starting to really kind of, I feel it like this shit from the pop pop. Yeah. And so I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just salivating. Like I'm just washing my fork <laughs> out, you feel me? Picking my paper plate out the, out the cabinet, like it's up now. We're gonna eat. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, let's talk about the Dallas music scene. Okay, you know? it's been starting to catch on fire these last couple of years, man. Nah, for real. Yeah. So what's it like out there right now? Man, it's lovely. It, it's lovely to see everybody finally re-energized. Hmm. You know, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot, bro. Dallas has been borrowed from and stolen from we've been a little pool a little well of inspiration and swag and <laughs> waves and all type of shit people been coming from all these out of town a lot of these foreigners been swooping through and just drawing from the well taking a little bit of water and leaving and taking off with it yeah whether it be the cali swag my dougie teach me how to dougie yep. shit whether it be Blonde patches in the hair, hmm. whether it be tempo, whether it be producers, songwriters, you know, it, it, it this has been going on for generations of hip hop generations, bro. Yeah. And um, we missed our moment. 
we missed our moment. I, I believe that the city was uninformed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough personnel, enough people that were that are educated in hip hop to understand how hip hop has always worked. Yeah, that it's always even New York. The beginnings of this shit started off as dance music, party music. Mm-hmm. You know, niggas break dancing on cardboard boxes and shit. DJs just playing drum loop, looping drum breaks of disco records. You get what I'm saying? Like, it didn't start off super lyrical or super artistic or super gangster. It started off niggas dancing. Yeah. Niggas having a good time. So when we had our boogie, the Dallas boogie moment 10 years ago, it's like, I don't know how, but people, the somehow somebody came through like a little leprechaun, a little hood leprechaun and convinced the city to get off of that shit. That that shit was whack or that shit was gay or that shit wasn't gangster. That shit was, you know, but it's like, bro, Juvenile was a bounce rapper. Yeah. Trick Daddy was a Miami bass rapper before they were who they we know them to be. Mm-hmm. It don't even, you feel me? So it wasn't, it wasn't enough people, enough artists, and enough people saying that. Mm-hmm. So we abandoned ship, mm-hmm. you know? And then shit, you abandoned ship and that's your closest ship to shore, you know? So then we've been lost at sea. Mm-hmm. And while we've been lost at sea, like I say, motherfuckers been coming through, just taking, taking, taking. But it ain't happening no more. Mm-hmm. You know, 2020, everybody got these 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 small flat screen TVs in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And so you can see it. And and thanks to Yellow Beezy, thanks to Trap Boy Freddy, you got all kind of niggas putting on. You got 10K, you know, you got even yeah. take money. That kind of is Dallas, a whole different line. You got us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We just got our tour of Yellow Wolf all over the damn country and Canada and shit. You got, you got damn me. I'm no, I'm missing names. You got to blame that shit on my, on my, on my mind and on my heart. But the point is, we got finally what we had with the boogie shit, and that we had more than a few. You had a, 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 a lot of different artists putting on in their own way. You know what I mean? Going out and putting on. Mm-hmm. You know. So now the city is. It's really catching fire. It's dope to watch it happen because I don't even think everybody back home even can tell. Hmm. But we've seen it. You know what I'm saying? As the outfit of us, like we've seen Houston go from oh, yeah. after the Mike Jones, Paul Watson, Thug Wave when it died off. Mm-hmm. And even the club scene, the nightlife was trash. Hmm. The clubs was, I mean, it would be like six different clubs competing for a Friday night. You go to, you, you would hit one club. And that bitch would have like 50 people in there. You leave that hoe, go to another, you know what I mean? Club hopping, trying to find it, and yeah. it ain't nowhere. Hmm. And we watched them collaborate, come together, you know, and build the nightlife back up. Yeah. And then we watched them do it when it came to the, the music. We watched them support each other and watch, watch it kind of get back to where it has gotten to as far as Houston. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we watched Maxo. We was out there with Maxo passing our CDs after school more shows, bro. Oh, yeah. Be back in the day, four, you know what I mean? But four all this. So we we and we saw the Dallas shit just as young niggas just clubbing, just Dallas niggas, like not as artists, like being at the club and knowing. That's why also I have been personally so adamant for years, as you know. I've been in these interviews and these in these with these publications and these blogs. I've been talking about this book here. I've been talking about Dallas, because I always knew that we have some, something special, bro. Yeah. Every city don't have culture like Dallas do. Mm-hmm. That ain't something every city in America got. Yeah. And niggas understand that culture is the commodity, bro. That's the thing yeah. that you can't recreate. You can't fake that. You know what I'm saying? When you go to New Orleans, you can't, that's a whole different planet, bro. Yeah. And niggas pay arm and leg money every weekend to get on flights and go get a taste of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For various reasons, all type of different type of people, bro. Mm-hmm. You can't recreate DC. You can't recreate Houston, bro. Nowhere, you can't get that nowhere else. So that's the thing, and Dallas got that too. Yeah. And a lot of people just didn't know that, but, but and artists have been like, if you listen to music, like I know we all do, and even motherfuckers watching this, bro, real music heads, been hearing Jeezy and Boosie, and plenty of niggas shouting Dallas out in songs for oh, yeah. years, bro, because they always knew, because they would come through to their shows and they would see like this whole fool. <laughs> but we never had that, them, th- that rapper 
that superstar rapper to put us on the rap map. Yeah. Because the rap map is what count, bro. Yeah. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? It's black and brown. It's ethnic, real people from the struggle in America, bro, that relate to hip hop. Our our understanding of, of our existence is via hip hop. That's how we communicate, bro. That's how we know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people wouldn't even know, shit, I would argue probably like 75% of niggas wouldn't even know what being a blood or blood crip game bang it was if it wasn't for that G-Funk gangster rap era of the West Coast in the 90s that yeah. introduced the world to it. That's how powerful hip hop is. So until we had had that, I knew we if we you know we didn't have that. Nobody at the boogie era, no artist at the boogie era got to that point mm-hmm. where they somebody finally pulled a seat at the rap table for them. You get what I'm saying? Like even Baton Rouge got a seat at the rap table, and I say that because Baton Rouge population is like a fraction of ours, bro. Oh, yeah. But thanks to Boosie and Webby. They at the table and you see what that means because then you get young boy and you get Kevin Gates and you get, you know, what I mean, it just you open the door for just generations of niggas just come through and do this. Yeah. So Dallas, because nobody ever did that. We've been outside looking in. Mm-hmm. We, we that cousin that can't come in. We, we, know, we don't know how to act. So we outside. We fucking shit up. We whooping niggas. We turning up out there, bro. And not knowing no better at the whole time. It's niggas in the room looking out the window at us doing that shit like, what the? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What they doing? Shit, let's do some of that. Hmm. And they eating off that shit. You feel me? So, yeah, you know, it, it, niggas is kicking the dough in. We've been knocking and we've been outside arguing amongst each other like some badass cousins that, you know, some baby's kids. But I don't know. It's like the light bulb finally going off and niggas is done arguing and fighting amongst each other outside in the yard. And we finally like, how long, bro? Like, say, man, let's get off in this bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's dope to see the Yellow Bees and the Freddies. And like I say, nigga, different us and all these different names kicking different parts of the door, different parts of the window in. Yeah. We finna come in this hoe. <laughs> and when we come in here, bro, and anybody who really know Dallas know, like, we coming in this hoe, bro. <laughs> For real, we gonna turn up. I really think that, and I've been saying this shit, and I'll jump out the window and say it again. I say it every day, every opportunity. Dallas is gonna be the new epicenter of this shit. Mm. Kind of like Atlanta has been. Yeah. And kind of like New York once was, and then LA was for a second. Dallas has the potential to be that. Look at the, ge- the the geography of the bitch. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the map. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's right in the middle, bro. We growing fast. One of the fastest growing cities in the in the country. You know what I mean? Like, and we got culture, and we got so many different flavors. Like, niggas understand Dallas is like the Bay Area of Texas. Hmm. It ain't just no one flavor, bro. You can get some lyrical shit. You can get some street. We got plenty of street shit. Everything ratchet in Dallas. Even the lyrical shit gonna have a dab of ratchet on it. You know what I'm saying? But that ratchet is that ingredient that you gotta have in this rap shit for that shit to be delicious. It's like gumbo. Mm -hmm. It's like fried chicken. Fried chicken ain't good for you. That shit ratchet, bro. It's ratchet for your body, but it's delicious. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, like, it's time. It's our time for shit show. I think it's time for all the cities like that that the ones over, like, look at look at the baby. Look at Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Like, who would have thumped? Mm-hmm. But any real nigga that ever been to, to, to Charlotte or any major city in the Carolinas know the Carolinas is a lot like Dallas. It's a, mm-hmm. it's culture. It's a whole different world. Yep. And it's just there, bro. And now I think something about, like, our generation of, of information or maybe it's the medium. Maybe it's, like, the phones. Maybe it's the iPhone. I don't know. I think so. I think it's social media. Social media allows for the underdog to win. Cause now you don't, yeah, that's what it is. I'm thinking as we talking, you don't have to be in LA or in New York where the big media companies are no more. Mm-hmm. All you need is to really be active on your IG, yeah. uh, active on your snap. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Upload to your YouTube and the world will come to you if you just consistent. So I think that that's what it is. You know what I mean? And I, I ain't tripping because God know what God doing. Cause that's even more fire. That like now we finna have our moment in today's time. You know what I'm saying? Like I know for a fact them old heads probably look at 
what we got going now and wish they had what we had. I know they do. Like, for real. I know, like, think about if Dipset had Snapchat, so IG stories oh, yeah. when they was popping. You know what I'm saying? I would've been tuning in the camera and shit every day, like, what pink shit he gonna pull out today? You know what I'm saying? So, it's gonna be up, bro. I'm geek, for real. Yeah. All right. Uh, the outfit Texas has always had its own very unique sound. Yeah, yeah. How'd you guys develop this sound? Shit. I don't know. I just think we don't give a damn. Hmm. Like, I think that there's um there's a blessing to be had in kind of being um left in the dungeon. You get me? Like for so long, we prayed and worked and wanted. It's like we was beating at the door of the basement door, trying to let, you know, get my folks to let us in that hole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We wanna participate, we wanna fuck around with y'all and shit. And they wouldn't do it. So we stayed in the dungeon and after a while, you stop going up there beating on the door. You start being like, man, fuck them niggas. I don't want to go up there no way. And you just do you. Um, and you look up and then that shit get fly. That shit, that shit get hard to you. Like you feel like your shit, how long? And I think inevitably what's going to end up happening. I, I, I don't, it's like the little brother thing. I don't know where I picked this up at. I probably just heard somebody say that shit too. It's like, you know how little bro, little bro like, he be trying to be like you. He be trying to be like Big Bro. And Big Bro be doing them all bad. You know what I mean? Like trying to dress like Big Bro. Big Bro dissing them. All that shit. And then one day Lil Bro grow up. Lil Bro don't want to be like you no more. Yeah. He want to be like him. Mm -hmm. And now he cool. Because your ass ain't got old and washed up. And what was cool when you was cool, he was little. That shit ain't cool no more. He cool. And then Big Bro looking back. Like now Big Bro growing out dreads and shit. Trying to look like Lil Bro and all that type of shit. So... I just think we had, um, I think we live bro. And I think we got to the point where it's like, nah, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, bro, we're gonna bring this new sound to it. Plus, as students of the game and as true artists, that's what hip hop started as. That's what it's supposed to be. Music period. Music period, even prior to hip hop. Funk, jazz especially, R&B, Soul, blues, well, blues are different, but all the rest of them, niggas prided themselves in bringing like a new sound to it. That's what it was all about. You know what I'm saying? Like when Minneapolis hit, when Prince and them hit, oh, yeah. Alexander O'Neill and all them hit, it was a new funk sound within the overall funk world. The overall funk universe is a new planet. That's what made this shit exciting. You know what I'm saying? So hip hop does that better than any genre because you get you get that shit more frequent and it's it's more extreme. You know what I'm saying? New York popping, oh we, okay, this is this is hip hop. All right. So do you think you got that shit figured out? Bam, here come LA with some shit. Yeah. So you think you got that figured out? Bam, here come the South with some shit. Here come Chicago. Here come Yeah. So somewhere along the way, the shit all became one uniform sound. And the shit inevitably it's gonna, just like anything, it's gonna swing back. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we're going into. This is a new decade, it's 2020. I feel like this is gonna be the decade of flavor again. Hmm. You feel me? It's gonna be the potluck. It's gonna be Dallas, oh, okay, that's Dallas. That's what that feel like. Oh, Memphis, okay, that's what that feel like. It's happening as we speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got Shoreline Mafia, shout out to them boys. You got uh, uh, Rucci and, and uh, what's bro name? AZ Shike and shit, that's yeah. bro. Mm -hmm. That shit, that's that LA shit. That shit, that shit sound like its own world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I was just in LA sliding the Rucci tape and shit, bro, and that shit do feel like LA. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine that, getting back to being able to travel, bro, and turning on, I know you an OG, so you know this better than me. Like, being able to go to Atlanta and play Atlanta music and it match the vibe of the yeah. food you eat in the club, the hoes you seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like just rolling down the window and that shit all match up, just the frequencies and shit. Yeah. You know? So we getting it's already back to that. I just think people haven't, they haven't been able to kind of like take a step back and see, like, oh shit. But it's happening like like quick. Cause like I say, LA, they got them boys popping. They got them niggas doing that shit. I'm sure it's the niggas in Oakland that I ain't thinking of, I don't know of beside Mozzie, mm -hmm. that's probably some underground niggas that you know, because Oakland got their own tempo too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got our own tempo. That's what we doing. That's what I'm 
definitely doing this year. I'm really, really finna cement in the in the in the hearts and the souls of the people. Like, oh, this Dallas. You hear me? Because for real, like we got our own unique planet too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. I don't even remember that bitch. But <laughs> you know me, Hayes. I get to talking, bro. I love this shit. So, so shit. Good, don't sit bro. me on nobody porch. <laughs> Ask me no question. <laughs> shit. I'm going to be like Papa out here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, for real. Like, yeah, bro. What you ask me? Just how you developed the sound. Yeah, yeah, that was the question. That's how. <laughs> Understanding that we have to, bro. That's the short answer. Edit that. Fuck it. I don't. Shit. Leave out of this shit. You know, y'all do y'all. I don't know. Y'all know I'm crazy. I just feel like that's what has to happen, bro. Like, we, I don't never, I ain't never wanted to be like no nigga, bro. Even when I was in school and shit. I don't never want to, oh, that's where everybody wearing? I don't wear that. Like, and it started when I was young, young, because of the hoes, bro. Females. I don't want to blend in with you niggas because how I'm going to get those. I want the bad. You know what I'm saying? I want the baddest bitch in the room, bro. And in order to get her, something about her, bro, she looking for, you got to stand out. And not in no goofy way, but in like a, okay, I see him. You feel me? So maybe that on the surface level, maybe that was my mentality. Like, okay, now that I'm developing into an artist, now that I'm making music is what I was thinking at the time, not knowing I'm developing as an artist. Shit, I kind of always kind of just wanted to bring me to it. Hmm. You hear me? Like, yeah, I don't want to. Even Biggie said that. Like, why would I even want to rap and sound like another nigga and just be another nigga shadow? Yeah, I don't want that. What's, I'm pointless at this point. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Cause I'm not gonna be able to do you how you can do you. If I try to dress and talk and walk like Hayes, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing myself out of what my life could be. Yeah. So hell yeah, like fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this shit. The only way to do it, let's do it, let's do us. Yeah. You feel like the city's starting to embrace that sound? Hell yeah, hell yeah, because also, too, I'll be 100 and say our sound, our unique sound wasn't always some shit that you're just going to ride and slide to. Hmm. You know, but that's the that's the dangers of being in a dungeon, though, hmm. is it'll go left on you. You know what I'm saying? We was making shit at times. We've been experimental. Yeah. Our sound, once people start digging through the catalog, when we, when we really just pop, they're going to see like, oh, man, what is, like it's going to be that. I already know it's 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 a particular project. Down by the Trinity, everybody ain't gonna fuck with that project. Hmm. They just not. It's real far left. Hmm. But it's gonna be a niche group of people that they love that bitch. Like, yeah. that's they sh- what? Like, they gonna look at the rest of our catalog like, man, fuck that. This, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Cause look at Ye, Kanye got that. It's niggas that swear about 808s and heartbreaks. Yeah. I'm one of them. Hmm. And it's niggas that, that's a barbershop argument. It's niggas that 808s and heartbreaks, they damn near wiped. They, they act like that hoe never came out. <laughs> For real. Yeah. But every artist got that though. Every real artist got that type of project. Yeah. You know, because you experiment, bro. So sometimes, you know, depending on what happens to you in life and depending on what you've been listening to and mm-hmm. how deep in the dungeon you done got, you ain't seen no light, you'll go there. Yeah. And so I sound wasn't always just widely appealing hmm. all throughout this journey. Yeah. You know, but I think that the shit finally falling into place. Mm-hmm. It's finally like where I'm at with it now is something that like the club gonna fuck with, the HBCU hoes gonna fuck with, the rap nerds gonna fuck with because the nigga gonna be flipping these words. You gotta mm-hmm. listen to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, little babies. I just don't. I, I don't see nobody. And that's not. That's not conceit. That's me being excited about the fact that, cause I've been making shit, we've made music, Hayes, bro, we've made projects, I'ma come clean, that I haven't even slid around to. Hmm. You feel me? Because down by the Trinity, to even bring that hoe back up, I ain't really make that to ever be released to the public. I made that as therapy for myself, for some shit I was dealing with in life. Yeah. I wouldn't even put that out. And my brothers, Hawk and D, 
they convinced me. They was like, bro, nah, we got to put this out. This shit dope. I'm like, man, all right. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, as soon as we put that hoe out, I never listened to that hoe again. Hmm. On me. I I have never sat down since the hell got released and listened to that project from root to two, mm-hmm. not once. I cu- I couldn't do it because it mean different for me, and I don't want to go back to that place. You feel me? So, but the music that I'm making now, the music that we've been making the last year that people ain't heard yet, maybe like year and a half, two two mm-hmm. years, probably go. I'm talking about, and that's how I know too because, like. It's certain artists, bro, and I always, I always it, like envied in a good way that shit, like Boosie. Boosie got that music that'll take you to the club. It'll take you from the club to, to old girl house that, that you brand into at the club. It'll take you from, cause you better leave a house. Don't spend the night, bro. Don't spend the night, fam. Leave that bitch. You don't know her. Then you leave the house and you go back to your spot. You know what I'm saying? You can listen to Boosie all throughout the weekend. And I was like, damn, man, I always just, and I feel like, a nigga finally got there, bro. Cause I be going to the club myself, jamming our shit, and I be T. It's not forced. It's like, man, this shit. Hey, hold on. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna have a good ass night. So, you know, and everybody know like that ain't no conceit once again because I feel like all real artists are more like critical than they are fans in themselves. Yeah. You feel me? I don't just be tooting my own horn. I make something like I don't know, and you play it for your. Your little trusted group of people, they be like, nah, that's hard. you know, oh, it's hard. Okay, bet. And then you be like, all right, maybe it's hard. You feel me? So yeah, bro, I think um the sound is finally in time, in in tempo with everything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. I want to ask you about this IG post you made recently. Um uh, I think it was Tay Money. She was giving me an interview by No Jumper. Yeah. And Adam Twenty Two said that you got washed on your own song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's course, some whole ass shit. Of course, you took some offense to hey, it. Hey, yeah, I did. Yeah. Really? Especially since he said he wanted to tell you in person. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I took offense for multiple reasons. One, I'm a like a, I'm an artist, bro. And to quote the Queen Erica Badu, I'm sensitive about my shit. Hmm. It ain't many things that give me my feelings as a grown man. And all grown men know what I mean. You grow out of that shit. Everybody sensitive when you a little kid. You a young nigga, you a little boy. You know, that girl will get you in your feelings and you'll make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? You'll say some shit, you'll do some shit. You grow up, you stop being that way. You don't wear your heart on your sleeve like that. Life kind of trills you out like that. But my art though, I still go left on a nigga by my heart. I ain't even know that until I saw that. And I felt that feeling like that, ooh wee. Cause wash me. First of all, ain't nobody ever washed me on no song. Right? Second of all, that song came about because the song was already done. Right? And that from a producer standpoint, I heard her on it. So I hit her up, like, hey, pull up. I got something for you. And we sat in that bitch and we crafted that together. You hear me? the whole song. Well, her part. Yeah. Song was already done. You know what I'm saying? She did a thing on that bitch, though. Mm-hmm. She brought a sauce to the party. But, and I wanted her to do that. Like, of, like any, like, what? Well, don't come in this whole, I, I'm not, this ain't no competition, bro. We trying to collaborate. Yeah. We ain't trying to outdo each other. We trying to, I'm gonna do my bitch, you do your bitch. I'm gonna do what I supposed to do on, on this whole, you do what you supposed to do. She did what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But, for bro, for Adam, and this somebody I consider a bro, too, like, I mean, like we be, I text bro, like I watch his interviews, you know how I am. I watch all y'all shit. Yeah. You feel me? And you know, we know each other personally, bro. You know, it's love. Like I'm a genuine person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never run around and claim to be Gucci Mane, big murder man, none of that. I'm me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a genuine person. I am nobody's hope, but I'm a man first and I'm an artist and I just, I don't bother nobody. I just, I'm into the art, bro. I live my life. I, I fuck with my, <laughs> with my bad bitches and I make my music and I, Rinse and repeat. So for bro to be on that list of uh, people in this rap world, this whole whole ass rap world that I really fuck with, like I then text bro and I be sending him links to people's shit. I'm I'm the reason Tay Money knew his platform existed. I put her on the no jump. Yeah, you feel me? I want to say I might be one of the ones. I don't want to take false credit, but I think I might have in- helped introduce him to her. Mm-hmm. So 
to be a bridge in that regard to be just being just not even thinking just being me just damn you know what i'm saying just kind of just loving life nigga loving music and hip-hop and just fucking around and for bro to get on there and say that i thought that shit was disrespectful because it'd be different if we didn't have a personal relationship like you don't know like we we don't text each other you know what i'm saying like i wrote in your car like and i fuck with bro that greedo collab yeah. Shout out to you know free O three Greedo for show for show, free free the great man that's that's big outlaw. That wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Adam. So I never ever jump out the the gym and just call him a hoe or just be for him or just take it too far to heart. I feel like though, maybe that's where the the southern difference come in at because you know we different down here. So that's maybe maybe him being a Massachusetts boy and now he in L A. Maybe he don't know, like, in the South, we got certain morals and principles. Like, you just ain't finna bring my name up and I'm not in the room, let alone in the city. I ain't got nothing to do with this interview. Why am I coming up in a negative way? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take that a certain type of way. So, needless to say, yeah, like, it, it, it definitely took me aback, bro. And uh, it definitely showed me that, like, Not everybody gonna keep it all the way 1,000. I knew that, but that shit was surprising because there were so many moments in that interview for somebody to keep it 1,000 in the clutch to say, well, hold on, time out. You know, if it wasn't for Mel, song wouldn't even be. If it wasn't for Mel, video wouldn't even be. The, video, the, whole, the whole shit was Mel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's not just bring bro name up like that and how the people watching this thinking Mel just, you feel me? So, yeah, but I mean, it's cool. It's it's even more fuel to the fire yeah. of 2020. Because mm -hmm. bro got me fucked up. And anybody that, that, that even thinks like that got me fucked up because it ain't about that. When you collaborate on a song. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We got to get out of that whole track meet, running that 100-yard dash mentality. Like, it ain't about watching nobody. It's about, it's about you doing what you do, you doing what you do, and do that bitch to the best of your ability. And that's what's going to always. You know what I'm saying? Peanut butter don't never try to be like jelly. It can't be, bro. That shit can't be loose and gooey. That shit is peanut butter, bro. And jelly is jelly. And that bitch come together and that bitch delicious and save your life. You feel me? And that's what I'm on. That's why I didn't come at it with that. If I would have, then I would have. We could do some washing. That ain't hard. You know what I'm saying? We could wash all kind of dishes and cars and we could wash all kind of niggas, bro, if we want to get down to that. But I feel like I've heard so many rap songs in, in my life that missed the opportunity to be a hard ass timeless record because these these rappers out here really trying to bust their veins. You know what I'm saying? They the glicky with the ticky and the picky. You know what I'm saying? Like whoa, bro, <laughs> the beat is over here. You way over here. So, but hey, man. Longer story shorter, bro. Yeah, that shit definitely rubbed me the wrong way, but it happened for a reason. Cause I woke up to that, and I believe that that's how God worked. Like. I ain't, I woke up to that. That shit came to my door. Hmm. So that was sent to me. It was, it's a lesson to be learned there. Yeah. You feel me? And the lesson I took from it is, fuck it. I'm going to do me. Hmm. No more collabs until further notice. That's it. Period. Hmm. You feel me? That's what's going to solve that. Yeah. Once, once people see like, oh, what Mel is on, that's part of why I'm doing my solo shit even now. And there's no, no kind of offense to my brother. Like, j Howard, that's my motherfucking sibling. Anybody really knows know that, you know what I'm saying? But even him, like, I gotta, he understand too, he already know, but I gotta, they gotta get a whiff of me, bro, because even when him and I be putting out records, he's so him, he's so boisterous and he's so talented and he raps so hard and so aggressive that my cool ass, sometimes you don't really be tuned in to what I'm doing because he come through the dough swinging. So you like, that's all you remember, you feel me? <laughs> So I got a goddamn, you know, I got to, like, you guys got to get a play to me right quick.
so you can really, really appreciate me because I, I deserve to be appreciated because I put too much of my life into this. Yeah. You feel me? For a nigga to get on a podcast and say I got washed by somebody that just start doing this, that'll tell you if she keep it 1,000 that she look up to me. You feel me? Yeah. And I, I do nothing but bless her. I don't do nothing but support her. Period. Yeah. And him too. I support him too. So it's cool though. All right, let's talk about your Twitter. It seems like every other day, the Alpha Text is going viral on Twitter. Hey, yeah. How did you perfect this? Bro, I have no idea, fam. Um, once again, long live Pooh. I hate to, you know. But like, bro, used to tell me, bro, Mel, bro, it is you, bro. Just be you on that hoe. Like, we used to be sitting there, because a lot of people don't know I bring Pooh because he was our manager. You know what I'm saying? Before God took him home. And uh, we used to be trying to strategize different like marketing tactics and different ideas and shit, bro. And we would try things and it would work kind of. But I fucked around and it was snowing in Dallas one day and I went outside and just, what are you yeah. thinking? And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I just posted that. it. Yeah. I on God, I had just woke up and I was real live teased because I was like, what? It's snowing. I ain't seen snow in years. I posted that shit and that shit went stupid. Shade yeah, room. Ended up on the shade room, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we was tripping. Like we had just had a meeting like the day prior, bro, trying to figure out different things we were gonna try to do. Man, that boy Pooh called me said, bro, fuck the meeting, bro. Everything we said yesterday, fuck that shit, bro. Just do you. And I'm like, bro, and I still didn't do it, hey? I still didn't do it just cause like, sometimes that shit be feeling clownish, hmm. you know? Like, and that was 2016 that that, that particular video went viral, so. You got to rewind the tape back to that era of Instagram. It was a lot of clown ass shit going on. You know what I'm saying? It was more clown shit going on than anything. You know, it was the circus. So I couldn't, my, something that myself wouldn't let myself go all the way to like every day I'm finna just be on her trying to entertain folks or just talking shit about whatever the fuck, current events. I ain't, that ain't what I'm here to do, you know? But I guess it worked out that like, now, when I do post and shit, it's organic. It's like, it ain't forced. I ain't trying to entertain. I ain't trying to go viral. I'm just, this what I'm on. Yeah. And it's working. So I really don't know. I, I, I used to look at different interviews and shit, bro, and artists would be like, you can't plan it hmm. or you can't strategize it. You know, niggas yeah. be saying that cryptic ass shit. Like, if it's for you, it's for you, blah, blah. <laughs> and I used to be like, bro, niggas is lying. That's cap. Like, they don't want to get a game away. I used to be trying to, but I'm starting to think them boys ain't lying because the less that I, I used to have a, I used to have a big ass whiteboard in the studio. Big ass whiteboard, that hoe. Man, that hoe about as big as the damn front of this apartment, this town home, whatever, bro. This, this shotgun house, big as fuck. On that bitch, it would be all kind of different strategies. I had drew a diagram on that bitch. A big ass circle in the middle. You know, like a spider web, and it would be like singles, collabs, you know what I'm saying? Us, physical, digital, all this bullshit. January, I erased that hoe for this year. No, it was December last year, end of last year, right before New Year. I erased that hoe clean, left it blank. Smoked the blunt looking at that bitch like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And it literally, it did it for my mind. It wiped it out. I ain't write nothing on it. I ain't had nothing to write on that hoe. I just was tired of seeing that and not know, and knowing that none of that, most of that shit wasn't even getting executed properly, bro, cause hmm. we ain't got no bag behind us. You hear me? Like shit, we got shit on there we still can't do. You know what I'm saying? It's a thousand dollar idea. Fuck that. You know what I mean? We too busy investing in these videos and these, in these beats cause niggas is not giving free beat. You know what I'm saying? Boy, we blessed to get niggas that love us, so. You know, but if, if we didn't have niggas that love us, nigga, we'd be rapping on. <laughs> you hear me? But anyway, so time go by, and I started just like writing just random ass ideas about music on that bitch. I stopped thinking about the strategy. I stopped worrying about release schedule and like which video release because of this going on. And okay, this just happened, so this gone and just start going with what felt good. And that's when this shit really started hitting. You hear me? Like the Twitter shit, like I put up that 
video at Rudy's who's up there yeah. really buying chicken, really at Rudy's and shit. Really just like, man, fuck it, man. Let's hit this hoe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we and we hit we hit it. And I looked at that shit. I was like, damn, this shit kind of fire. And I say, man, how long, bro? And I uh, hit up a few niggas and shit. And the next week, we went back up there and hit that hoe. I just posted it. And that bitch went dumb. You know what I'm saying? And uh, most of the shit just been that. Most of the shit just been ideas, bro. Me and Daly or, you know what I'm saying? Me and Hawk, me and T-Walk, myself and myself or somebody or some shit. I just have an idea. We just do that shit. And sometimes that shit hit. Sometimes that shit miss. But it's been that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It's been just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. And that shit been working, bro. So we just gonna keep doing that. Cause we we we've been huddling up for a minute, trying to draw up plays. And I guess maybe that shit only work when you when you like working with the big bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think you do gotta do it that way. But when it's art for you, I think you got it. And that's what I had to realize. That's what the erasing the dry erase board meant for me. It's me realizing like, man, fuck it, it's art though. You know, like this hoe, why I got this hoe in here? This is a studio. I got this boardroom ass dry erase board. You feel me? Look like some startup, some tech startup or some shit. Get this out of here. You feel me? I even let a bad bitch to doodle on that hoe. I don't care what you do on that hoe. It ain't even for that no more. But ever since, ever since we erased that hoe, Literally and figuratively, this shit been popping. For real. Yeah, it's definitely working. Hey, yeah. yeah. Hope we continue to shit. I'm for real, because I feel like some, I don't know, hey, some been telling me, even being out here this trip, bro. Like, I feel it in the mm-hmm. earth. I, we just been putting so much in the soil, so much in the universe that's coming back. You can tell when that shit coming back. Yeah. Real talk. That's what they need to tell these young niggas, bro. Like, just put that shit in the soil, fam. I was telling Hayes and shit like, imagine that, bro. Picture back in like the 19, 1901 or some shit, late 1800s and shit, like when niggas was farmers. And you had to go out there, you had to work at the ground at something, bro, that you could not see. Like, you didn't know if this was really gonna grow tomatoes or not. You didn't know what was gonna happen. It could be an animal come through, dig your shit up in your sleep. You don't know. It could be- hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The storm come through after so many weeks, months, ruin all your crop. It's all faith. You going out there, but you working. It's hard ass work from sun up to sundown. But after so many months and so many weeks, I have a long certain crops take the growth. You look at, well, I don't know if you look out there and see it because it's been gradually doing it. But then it just happens, bro. You feel me? So I, I think sometimes like we forget some of the most like, we forget some of the metaphors we done already lived. You know, we be victims of our time. Like, we victims of 2020. We don't know nothing but iPhones and Uber and shit. Like, you know, but if you look at history, like, how to go about life and how to go about this music or any game, any 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 ambition. I think you gotta go about it the same way Farmer John and them boys did. You know, you gotta like till the ground. You got to trust the process, quote unquote, but I call it till the ground. You got to water that shit and you got to believe and that shit gone. And it might not, fool. Like it might not sprout, bro. It might be a bad year for you. The soil might not bless you this year, but you got to go back out there. You got to 
cultivate some new soil and try that shit again. And eventually that shit gonna, it's gonna bloom, you feel me? Yeah. So I think that's where we at. I think we blooming. We're in our bloom season because we've been tilling the ground for a minute. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier going on tour with Yellow Wolf. Yeah, yeah, How did yeah. that opportunity come about for you guys? Man, say, bro, fuck with us. Hmm. Yellow Wolf, fuck with us. That's big bro outlaw, man. I fuck with that boy. And uh, he, he had a manager named J-Dot. J-Dot yeah. Jones. Shout out to that boy J-Dot, man. J-Dot, he fuck with us too. He been living in Dallas for a minute, keeping his eyes and his ears to the streets. And he been seeing the work and hearing the impact, feeling the impact. And he reached out. He had my phone one day out of nowhere. We talked for like four or five hours. Hmm. And uh, it was a minute ago too. And he was like, man, I'm gonna fuck with y'all, man. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see how I can help y'all out. Ooh, ooh. A lot of they say that in this rap game, so you never know. But and a lot of time went by and it was like, you know, but he came through out of nowhere in the clutch. And he he connected the dots because he worked with Yellow, who Yellow was manager. So I guess he introduced what we had going to Wolf. Hmm. Showed him the video, played the music. Then Wolf and Bro flew us out to Nashville just to kick it. Hmm. Type shit. He got us wasted. Went out some <laughs> white ass bar, got us fucked up, boy, full of that shit. We had a good ass time, bro. Cool. And um that was that. And then shit, a few months. Maybe half a year went by, maybe a year. And bro hit us up like shit, come on the road. Hmm. Put money in our pocket every show in the whole nine yards. Took boys to Canada for the first time. Yeah. Finally got a passport and shit. So, huh. hell yeah. What was one of the craziest cities you went to? On the tour? Ooh, we man. Shit, Montreal. Yeah? Montreal was a whole fool. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, first of all, the city got a vibe. Second of all, they know how to rock out. And then third of all, after we got off the show, off the stage, the girls in Montreal, they kiss you in the mouth. That's how they greet you. Not oh, like shit. tongue and no shit. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even be, and that's the thing, I don't even be kissing like this. It's been a problem in my personal life. Like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'll fuck with you. We could be fucking for a solid year and a half, me and some little, some little baby, but Kissing, I don't know, cause I don't know. Maybe niggas just scared of love. I don't know. I ain't really trying to make love in here. We trying to just, but she um, yo, where we we at the little at the little merch table, bro. She come up, grab my face, and straight peck me on the mouth, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I look at her before I can even say something to him. She grab his face and peck him on the mouth. So now I feel some type of way, cause now you just running a train on us in this hole. <laughs> and we ain't signed up for that, you feel me? So we and we looking at each other, talking to her like, what the fuck? You know, we all thrown off, like appreciated her, you, you know what I'm saying, trying to sign her shirt. She tried to go for it again. Now we ain't finna be doing this. Cause now this turning into some freaky shit, some freaky Canada shit. But yeah, man, Montreal was a fool. Minnesota, Minnesota was the livest crowd. Hmm. Minneapolis, I think it was. They went crazy. That, that video was on our Instagram still to this day. Like, them boys were crazy in that bitch. They were banging heads in that bitch. <laughs> we had some drunk motherfucker get on stage and uh, security tried to grab him. Man, he must have uh, uh, hit him with the Kobe and dove out into the crowd, bro. I'm talking <laughs> about, man, Detroit was a fool. We packed out the field more, sold out in that bitch. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. That shit was just lovely, bro. That was one of the best experiences of my life. Hmm. For real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let me ask you, what does Dirty Glove Bastard mean to you, man? Boy, I was hoping you asked me that. <laughs> Let me tell you about the DGB, man. First of all, I can't wait to see where y'all end up. Hmm. You feel me? Because I have watched y'all, I've watched Dirty Glove Bastard persevere through all these different evolutions of the game. You hear me? And not persevere like try to catch up. I don't know how y'all do it. I know you a genius. I know Pooh was a genius. I know the whole team, you know what I'm saying? I know, I'm talking back to Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to that boy Fang. Yeah. You feel me? I'm talking about the OG crew. Like, 
and I mean, I remember going out to New York to Brooklyn in 2014 hmm. and going to a party with, with Ronnie and Fang, bro. Hmm. And just how they moved around New York at, to me at the time was just amazing. Like hmm. them boys, y'all just, I think it's certain niggas that can see the blueprint of shit. Hmm. They can look at a house that's already built and they can put together how they put that, how they put that hoe together. You know what I'm talking about? Like they can say, okay, lay the foundation first, and they put the beams up, then they would do with bricks, you know? Not everybody can do that. And so y'all, some, some I don't know if it's you, I don't know who the 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 North Pole of it is, but it gravitates. Hmm. All the people, the different personnel, always had that ability. Hmm. And so I've watched y'all thrive, I was gonna say survive, but thrive this hectic ass 2010 to 2020. Cause we gotta talk about that at some point in time. I don't know when we gonna do it as a, as a people, yeah. but 2010, 2020, bro, that was a revolution. Hmm. That was a digital revolution for real. You know what I'm saying? Like we went from living in on earth to living on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but y'all like some champions, bro. Y'all just, I'm talking about Bob and Weaved every blow. And so to watch y'all go from the blog era, dominating that and going to y'all, I used to go to DGB just as a fan of the blog because mm. you couldn't find real music, real, real Southern authentic music, whether it be street shit or just artistic or whatever. You couldn't find that nowhere on the net because mm. everybody that was writing in the blog era, they was from New York or something yeah. out of, out of pocket place, they didn't understand it. They didn't cover it, and if they did cover it, they covered a weak ass imitation of it. You feel me? So y'all were the only place you could go for the real shit. And then y'all started throwing the South by events. Yeah, I remember pulling up to that hole, and I was like, God, what is this? It was like always the live shows, always the and y'all always. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck are y'all on, bro? Y'all might be the Illuminati, fam. <laughs> For real, because I saw Dolph for the first time at Child South by Show. He wasn't even the Dolph we know him to be yet. He was up there by himself in a black tall yeah. teeth. Yep. Holding it down, though. No. And I've been watching, bro, like this shit hard. And he got off the stage, can't walk into the crowd mm -hmm. with everybody else. And I remember dapping him up, like, hey, bro, you hard. He's like, appreciate it. You know, real nigga. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember Dobie performed that child shit before he took off. Yep. You feel me? So, DGB means to me, I feel like y'all are a pole of the game. And I think y'all didn't realize, I sure didn't realize as a, as a fan and as blessed to be part of the family, I didn't realize what y'all I think are gonna eventually be and are like as we speak, because now it's about platforms. You know what I'm saying? Whereas with the last generation, like with Big Bro now, it was, uh, you know, you go to the barbershop, you see the Source Magazine, yeah. XXL Magazine, BET, MTV. I don't know if I'm missing anything. That was like, that's that was with the platforms. Mm -hmm. Now it's DGB, it's Genius, it's whatever other YouTube channels, Worldstar, whatever. But I don't know everybody else came up out the soil like y'all have, you hear me? So, cause that's what it come down to. Everybody can open up a restaurant. Everybody can open up, open up a food truck. It's a nigga opening up a food truck as we speak. But not everybody really know how to cook, really know what tastes good, really know what gumbo poster to taste like cause they really grew up in New Orleans. Are they really, you feel me? Are they really been doing this? And that's where y'all come in at, you know? So. I just think the resilience, I think the realness, cause y'all are real niggas, even the ones that ain't niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like yourself, still a real nigga, bro. I feel like you can't, anytime you get authenticity, anytime you get creativity, anytime you get mastery, intelligence, and these kind of things all together in one pot, bro, it's never not been something big. It's never not been impactful. You feel me? So DGB to me is beyond family. It's like 
it's it's a mandatory part of the solar system. Period. Without it, niggas understand how much you lose. Niggas understand how many artists y'all kind of really uh, to that next level or that person or that manager that saw them on y'all platform, like y'all showcase, and then that's how they were able to become. You hear me? So I think we all in the same boat, low key. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like niggas don't even fully understand what y'all are yet. And you know what I'm saying? And niggas do. That's the thing, like, DGB mean, that ain't whole weight. But the weight that it's gonna hold, you know what I'm saying? Like the weight that like a, a BET hold, period. Like you hear that name, you know, okay, that's been branded. Same shit. So, and that's from the heart. That's me looking, that's camera on or not. Like, I'm just, I'm blessed to be a day one and be able to say like, I seen it, like I know what Haze is. I know Haze, you feel me? I know that Haze done persevered through different team huddles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now we sitting in this bitch, we got the porch and shit, we in this badass facility and shit. I can't wait till y'all pull up with DGB Hummers and shit and the goddamn <laughs> spaceship, you feel me? Start doing the movies on God. Like, you just never know, bro. For real, like, we in the times where there is no ceiling on this shit. Period. Like, who's to say like that shit will be fire? Like, DGB produce films, street films. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Curated by y'all. It's all the way. Oh God, bro! <laughs> you don't call my phone. I want to play a villain. A villain. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to play the good guy. I want to come <laughs> with that bitch like Denzel on training day, having niggas smoke PCP and shit. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, nah, bro. DGB, that shit the future, man. For real. A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy, almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo, and ours too. Now that we're covered with progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Ooh, look out. <laughs> Sorry, what was I talking about? Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.